Hi, she listeners. Happy Pride. Since we have so many new listeners following our podcast, we wanted to re-release some of our most popular and meaningful episodes, especially ones that we recorded when we first started this podcast. And one of those was our Pride episode, which was originally episode 18. So since it's Pride Month, we felt that this topic is still so relevant with LGBTQ plus rights being threatened now in the wake of the Oslo attack, Roe versus Wade being overturned, and now the Supreme Court in the US threatening to examine marriage equality. We wanted to reiterate what we said by re-releasing this episode today. So if you haven't listened to this episode yet, or if you have and just wanted to re-listen, enjoy our re-release. The LGBTQ plus community doesn't get enough credit for all the positive examples, values, and activism that our community exemplifies. Instead, our community is often underrepresented in mainstream culture and seen as a subculture. We believe that there are several aspects of the LGBTQ community that society as a whole can learn from, and we're going to talk about all those positives that our community demonstrates. She, a podcast for non-traditional conversations. I'm Tiana. And I'm Sophie. And And we're we're a couple. couple. Join us as we explore an alternative view on what it means to be a woman in today's society. Hey everyone and welcome to episode 83 of She, an acronym for Shifting Her Experience. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Shifting Her Experience and send us a DM to be featured as our next person of the week. Or leave us a review on Amazon if you've purchased our journal Reflect and we'll give you a shout out that way. Yeah, and before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to give a shout out to our person of the week, Lee Williams, who is actually my colleague at work and told us that she started listening to our podcast recently and loves it and was complimenting it. So thank you so much, Lee. She also said she wished she lived in LA so that we could grab coffee. So right back at you. Move to LA, Lee. Yes, thank you so much, Lee, for being a listener. Now let's get into today's episode. For our last Pride theme topic this month, we wanted to close it out with discussing what society as a whole can learn from the examples led by the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah, the LGBTQ community doesn't get enough credit for the positive impact they have on society. You know, instead, our community is often underrepresented in mainstream culture and oftentimes frowned upon. So, you know, when actuality, the community leads by example when it comes to inclusion, acceptance, open-mindedness, activism, creativity, etc. Exactly. Yeah, the public attitude around being LGBTQ, while it's improved, we still have a long way to go, which is ironic, you know, that so much hate can be geared towards a community that is all about love and acceptance. Mm -hmm. So there's still a long list of things that we believe society can actually learn from our community. Yeah. So let's chat about some of our points further and all the good that the LGBTQ plus community has done for society. Yeah, society does not give enough credit to just how beneficial our community is. So maybe you can bring some of these points up next time you encounter someone who questions the community or is, you know, anti-LGBTQ. Which, side note, I believe you're not anti-LGBTQ, you're an asshole. Like, you know, (laughs) plus I also believe that some of the most homophobic people, like, ever are actually closeted gays, so... (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, there's research done behind that notion, so... Yeah, I mean, a lot of homophobic people are so closeted that that's how they respond when the topic of LGBTQ comes up. Exactly. So with all the hate and the judgment surrounding the community, we want to talk about obviously the strong positives that society can learn from our community and examples that should be applauded, recognized and looked up to. And the first huge positive that the community has obviously led by example in is 
that LGBTQ people can empathize more with other minorities and those who have faced hardship. And they're often the first to stand in solidarity with other groups in activism. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, for centuries, the LGBTQ community has dealt with shame, ridicule, discrimination, hate and fear from society, um, you know, from being denied basic human rights to being killed for your sexuality. Which is still going on today worldwide, by the way, just saying. Exactly. I mean, there are over 60 countries in the world where being gay is illegal and punishable by prison, whiplashes, stoning and death. The fight for equality is far from over. But, you know, the LGBTQ plus community are so used to living their lives in order to minimize the risk of experiencing discrimination and hate that we are much more likely to empathize with other oppressed groups. You know, no one is equal until all of us are equal. Yes. And that's something that the LGBTQ community understands. Society as a whole does not. Um, Society as a whole are fixated on traditional values that they considered universally correct. You know, and society needs to take off their rose-tinted glasses, their traditional veil, and see the world for what it really is, diverse. Yes, I'm snapping my fingers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and when you recognize and respect diversity then maybe we can begin to see equality. That is so well said. Well, yeah, we've come a long way, but it's sad that something as basic as a federal law protecting LGBTQ people in the US from discrimination in the workplace was just passed in 2020. And there were still three people who voted against it in the Supreme Court. And I just, I don't understand how people are so afraid of a community that's done nothing but good. And just, you know, for those of you who don't know, Uh, This law was only passed, you know, last month that protects LGBTQ people in the workplace um, from being, you know, fired for being gay. So you can't fire someone now on the principle of them being LGBTQ. Like, cannot believe that took till 2020. Literally a few weeks ago. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's interesting, like what you said about people being afraid of a community that's done nothing but good you know that's exactly it it's fear like which is so ironic because there is so much love in the lgbtq community and so much acceptance you know just being part of a community like this has taught me a type of empathy that many can't relate to i completely agree and Just back to our original point, you know, the LGBTQ community is the first to join other oppressed groups in solidarity. I saw a tweet earlier, actually, that said, you know, June is Pride Month, but it's been dominated by Black Lives Matter, yet no one from the LGBTQ community is saying, but gay lives matter, too. You know, instead, they're out there protesting for another marginalized group's equality because they know what oppression feels like. And isn't that so true? I saw that tweet and I was like, Mm. yes, because... Here in Los Angeles, Pride and BLM actually organized a march together. Meanwhile, just a side note, you have these hate groups, more oftentimes than not, who are people that are not oppressed, saying all lives matter. And I always thought like, yeah, if all lives matter, then black lives matter too. Hello. Just, you know, a side note when I was thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, that's such a good point and an amazing tweet. Um, Members from the LGBTQ community do stand in solidarity and in support of so many oppressed groups because we know what it's like. Yeah. And as a woman, 
like as women we know what it's like so women in general should be more empathetic and in my experience most women in comparison to men are easier to confide in because somewhere along the way women have been silenced uh, catcalled or abused by men who are hungry for control you know being a gay woman I can empathize in a way that the general society cannot yeah um because unfortunately lgbtq people are still oppressed today so this is something that our society as a whole can learn from you know the lgbtq community are the first to join other movements to fight oppression so it's important to recognize that this is a community that will speak up and you know stand in your corner if you needed it yeah and the lgbtq community as a group are so empathetic i feel like and society needs to take note. It's as simple as that. We can all be more empathetic and we can all listen to other people's experience more. This is something, you know, I'm proud of our community for doing. I am proud to be a part of a group that fights for other people's rights instead of against them. Me too. And this can apply to your friendships as well. I mean, I find people in the community a lot better listeners and activists when it comes to discussions around oppression or even just hardship. Yeah. The LGBTQ community is definitely prominent at speaking up for the greater good. So well said. No, I agree. LGBTQ people want to hear about your experience probably because they can relate to it. And there's a lot of intersectionality in the LGBTQ community. So we are a lot more accepting. Exactly. Well, this brings us to our next positive that comes out of our community. And that is that LGBTQ people can break down and challenge stereotypes that only advance our society further. Yes. You know, in the LGBTQ community, a person's gender identity, expression and sexual orientation do not necessarily follow a linear pattern. The gay community is really known for questioning everyday stereotypes about what a person is meant to be. So agree. I so agree. Yeah, like what a woman is supposed to be, what she's supposed to sound like, look like, say in certain situations, what a man is supposed to wear, not wear, speak like, move like. Individual expression and personal definition is the focus in our community. Like this is so powerful to me. A community where people are themselves and not interrogated for being themselves. I absolutely love that. That is so, so true. And I've even said this a lot in our past like podcast episodes that even if you are someone in the LGBTQ community that does want a traditional life, being LGBTQ alone just forces you to think for yourself and question these outdated rules in society that were passed down as tradition. Oh, tradition. <laughs> Your favorite, <Yeah. laughs> our favorite, just kidding. I've mentioned this before in another episode that most of our traditions are basically oppressions from a time so far back that through the years has been diluted and glamorized. And we just accept these oppressions as tradition. For example, taking your husband's name, um, assuming the woman will take the role as caregiver. These are oppressive traditions. Yes, exactly. And we've touched on that in previous episodes and we definitely will get into that at an, in another episode. But there are so many gender stereotypes that hold men and women back that we don't even realize, to your point, you know, men being shamed for showing emotions, women being boxed into the role of nurture and caregiver, like you said, 
these stereotypes and barriers, while they still certainly affect people of the LGBTQ community, they are a lot less of a problem within LGBTQ relationships and friendships. Exactly. In LGBTQ relationships, there are no pre-existing gender roles that are put into place, where, for instance, in a straight relationship, certain roles are expected to be followed by a man and others for women, which, of course, these pre-existing gender roles in any relationship do not need to be followed if that's not what you're about. We're just pointing out that it can be a lot more difficult to break out of those gender norms in a straight relationship versus a gay one. Yeah, in an LGBTQ relationship, you're left to, you know, make your own rules and more likely than not divide up the responsibilities instead of assigning them based on gender. You know, gender roles in gay relationships are not assumed like, oh, Sophie's the woman, so she'll do the housework. Like, no, it doesn't work like that in our house partly because we believe in equality and also because gender roles don't apply to us. We're both women. Absolutely. Yep. We've talked about that before in an episode, you know, like we as women in this house together have had to come up with our own rules. You do this, I'll do that. You take care of this. But it's not assumed. We have the discussion and we have the conversation and it's It's just, it's not expected from one of us. Yeah, we divide up the responsibilities. Queer people are more likely to reject traditional gender and social norms, you know, and this very much contributes as a catalyst for change and equality. Yeah, and this also ties into another positive of open-mindedness that comes from the LGBTQ community. Because we're automatically living a non-traditional life outside of society's norm, people in the community also have more tolerance and open-mindedness to other opinions and perspectives. And like, we're not just talking about sexuality, but because the LGBTQ community is so open-minded and accepting as a whole, society can definitely take a page from our book. Exactly. The open-mindedness of our community has really motivated a lot of contributions to our culture and society. There is more, you know, acknowledgement and acceptance of diverse culture, music, art. Most things are interpreted openly and not judged or disregarded. Well, yeah, on the topic of art, many people don't know that even the ever so famous and religious Sistine Chapel was painted by Michelangelo, a gay man. So everyone trying to use religion as like the backbone to their anti-LGBTQ arguments, if you're Catholic... The very chapel you hold in such high regard was painted by a man who was known to have several male lovers. Yeah, and he was open about it. Didn't he send like a lot of love letters to other men as well? Yeah. Yeah, see? (laughs) So a great example of how open-mindedness can elevate creativity as well. Yeah, and another positive that we believe society can learn from the LGBTQ community is the fact that the very act of coming out demonstrates bravery. You know, if you're straight, you don't need to come out and reveal this personal part of your identity. Heterosexual is considered to be the norm and the default in our society, unfortunately. So anything other than that requires a demonstration of such bravery. Yeah, you're basically telling the world something so personal about yourself, you know, when it's really nobody's business in the first place. Straight people don't need to declare that they sleep with or are attracted to the opposite sex. So it's a shame that we expect LGBTQ people to have this big coming out reveal. Like coming out in the first place, being different than what society tells us is the norm, is an act of bravery. 
Exactly. And we shouldn't be putting people down for being gay. We should be applauding their bravery, their bravery to stand up for themselves, to tell people who they are, even when they're unsure of the safety of their environment to be able to do so. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned safety of environment because homophobic violence exists everywhere and affects all people perceived to be sexually different, regardless of class, uh, age, ethnicity or gender. And globally, violence motivated by homophobia and transphobia is the third highest category of hate crime after race and religion. Yeah, and it's also statistically proven that lesbian and bisexual women are less likely to be taken seriously in society than heterosexual women. And, you know, that's something we've experienced before, you and your previous job, when you would talk about our relationship. Oh, completely. The amount of men and women that would ask me, really invasive questions or you know belittle our relationship with comments they made um if I was talking about you like they would constantly sexualize um my relationship with you it was endless and it was all the time oh for sure I would remember how many stories you would have to tell me And now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat-only therapy sessions. Sophie and I are big believers in therapy and taking care of our minds just as we would any other areas of our health. We've been using BetterHelp separately and are really enjoying our sessions. Yeah, I've always been a fan of talk therapy, and this is how I take care of my mental health. Just like I would service a car or clean my home once a week, it's really important for me to give attention to my mind and seek guidance from professionals. I believe there's many ways you can take care of your mental health. I love going for solo walks to clear my head, but another way I support a healthy brain is by using BetterHelp Online Therapy. Signing up to BetterHelp is very user-friendly. I was matched with my therapist in under 48 hours and was able to schedule a virtual session with my therapist. It was both interesting and fun to see who I would be matched with because I knew whoever it was, our values would align based on the information I put into the system. I love talk therapy and there are several times I've scheduled a phone session so I could go for a walk during our time. Alternatively, of course, you can schedule video calls. The great thing about BetterHelp is it's more affordable than in-person therapy and BetterHelp is about to get even more affordable now because they're giving she listeners 10% off. Yes, our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash loving that's better com slash loving sophie and i want to talk about our next sponsor for this episode body art forms body art forms is a woman-owned business run by two sisters that serve the pierced and modified community since 2001 and sophie you have a lot of piercings actually so you had a lot of fun browsing the site and picking out your jewelry tell everyone all your piercings <laughs> yeah I surely do I have uh, double ear piercings a couple of helix piercings my septum and both my nipples pierced and sometimes the hardest thing is finding the right jewelry for each piercing so body art forms provides a lot of variety on their website as well as lots of different sizing and color options to choose from I have my nose pierced so I ordered a bunch of different color hoops love a good nose hoop but piercing 
piercings aside, I really was a fan of their rings. The ring jewelry was really high quality and I'm always wearing rings. So I was really excited to see them arrive in the mail and wear them. And I even planned outfits around them. Yeah. And what's great about Body Art Forms is they donate 20% of all profits to charitable causes. Um, You can check out their diverse selection at bodyartforms.com. That's P-O-D-Y-A-R-T. F-O-R-M-S dot com. Just enter the coupon code SHE, S-H-E, at checkout for 15% off any purchase. Yeah, and you know, just on the point of bravery, like how brave is it that, you know, you come out to your parents or you come out to your friends or anybody because we've talked about how we come out all the time when we meet a new person. Like we always have to come out. And straight away, and I know this because of the questions I've been asked um, when I used in my last job, people automatically, when they hear you're gay, think like picture you almost having sex with someone with the same who's the same sex as you. It straight away is a sexual thing, mm-hmm. you know, and the relationship aspect, the love, the everything that like is just like who you are is sexualized we don't do that with straight people oh like hi I'm Sophie here's my boyfriend oh my god straight away you're picturing them having sex no but if I was to go oh hi like my name is Sophie this is Tiana my girlfriend people are like oh my god you're having sex like that's what people do I know they do because these are the questions I've been asked so straight away like it's sexualized and it's very brave to be someone whose existence as a, a queer person is constantly sexualized that's not okay and it's very brave to go on every day when these comments are thrown at you well yeah our experience is interesting because sexuality is also not always an obvious oppressor that society can identify right away like race or even religion often can be you know especially if you're straight presenting so like you're saying the courage it takes to publicly declare your sexuality to others whether it be at work to your family and friends or especially on something as public as social media is a huge act of bravery and something everyone can learn from and learn to respect oh exactly I mean I used to get so many comments from strangers essentially saying like oh you don't look like a lesbian when they found out I was with you and then by mentioning you I made them aware of my sexuality and that opens anyone up to discrimination Coming out reveals yourself and opens you up to judgment, judgment that you didn't ask for in the first place. Yeah, when you talk about your sexuality or even just simply who you're dating or in our case, marrying, Mm -hmm. you don't know how people are going to react before you tell them. So you're really putting yourself out there because unfortunately, there is a lot of hate in our society today. So it can be intimidating when you don't know how someone will respond. Exactly. You have no way of knowing how a stranger is going to react to seeing two women holding hands or hearing a work colleague talk about their same sex relationship. Not knowing how someone will react can be frightening. I agree. And I also want to bring up as a positive and another point that society can learn from the LGBTQ community is the dedication and perseverance shown by LGBTQ plus people who desire to be parents. Reproduction in the LGBTQ community isn't as straightforward as it obviously is for straight people, you know. Ironically, so many people of particular religions actually base their anti-LGBTQ comments off the fact that same-sex couples cannot reproduce, Mm. which is such a backwards way of thinking to me because gay couples having children shouldn't be frowned upon. They should be applauded. Applauded for their dedication and drive to have children, 
even without the means to reproduce with their partner. They still find a way and thus are even more appreciative when they do have a child. Just as a straight couple who have the inability to reproduce would be, you know. And just like going back to that, if the religious basis for being anti-LGBTQ is reproduction, then are they holding those same standards for straight couples that can't reproduce? Yeah, there are many people, like we mentioned in one of our episodes, um, who can't conceive. There are also single parents um, because of divorce or death. So, I mean, to say that, like, well, you need both genders to raise a child, it's just a lot of shite. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I completely agree. I know a couple who struggled so much with their um, surrogacy, something a straight couple wouldn't have to go through. And it's very sad. They had to fight for their baby. That was their baby. Because there isn't enough laws in place to protect the LGBTQ community when they're trying to become parents. Yeah, the fact that some states in the US make same-sex adoption as hard as possible is such an ignorant mistake on their part. Like, Do you know how loving and thankful a same-sex couple who wants to have kids would be to have a child? Yeah, a willing parent who has love for a child is a willing parent who has love for a child. It's as simple as it really doesn't matter what sexuality you are. A lot of straight people have kids and don't want them. And there are a lot of gay couples out there who do. So, like, what's your argument? Yeah, so the dedication by same-sex couples that, you know, want to have a family is definitely something society can learn from. Well, another thing that society can learn from the LGBTQ plus community is in regards to labels. Heterosexual people are obsessed with labeling people and knowing people's labels, whereas people in the community are not. We're under this impression that it's the gay community that loves labels, when in reality, labels exist as vocabulary to communicate oppression. Yep, and if you think about it, we only have to come out in the first place because of the heterosexual community. Being heterosexual, like we said, is considered the norm. So if this wasn't considered to be the default sexuality, we wouldn't have to come out in the first place. You said it there, Tiana. I mean, (laughs) labels come with a lot of questions and oftentimes invasive questions and assumptions. We've talked a lot in previous episodes about labels and the question and answer sessions that come from society (laughs) when you identify um, with a particular label. Yeah, and a lot of these questions do come from the straight community. And sometimes they can just be inappropriate, you know, questions like, have you been with the opposite sex? Or if you're bisexual, the whole like, is it just a phase? Yeah, I've gotten a ton of those questions. And those questions are never from people of the LGBTQ community. We're going to leave a question to our viewers today. Is there anything that you believe the LGBTQ plus community should get more credit for? Besides, of course, everything we mentioned. Yes, and send us a DM. We'd love to hear what you guys think. So Tiana, what's your takeaway on this topic today? I'll keep mine short today. I'm known for, I think, my long takeaways, I feel like. But simply, society loves to paint the LGBTQ plus community in a bad light way too often. But those of us in the community and our allies know better. There is so much love, positivity, and acceptance that comes from being LGBTQ+. And the world really needs to start taking note. What about you, Soph? Uh, My takeaway is for people who want to be a better ally. It's the 21st century. Educate yourself. Listen and learn about the people walking around you who are not the exact same as you. Our world is diverse. Understand that. Respect that. 
Oh, snaps around. So that wraps up today's episode. We love hearing your stories on how you're living a non-traditional life. So keep them coming and follow us on Instagram at Shifting Her Experience. And make sure you download, rate and review our podcast and share it with your friends to spark a further discussion on this topic. And let us know if there's anything else society can learn from our wonderful LGBTQ plus community. See you next Tuesday. Bye.